Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. Uh, I know how to get you laughing. I know what to do. I know your button. How to get you laughing before, right? Right when we hit play. Chris does a countdown, as we've talked about before. He went one, two, three. <laughs> that one time. That one like time. an idiot. And now <laughs> today he's done three, two, mouthed one, and hit the button. This time I didn't even count. I you, just, yeah, you I just fingered did. down that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's better than you remember originally when you did the clap <laughs> so we could edit the video and the audio uh, together. Yeah, that was that was a lot of work. Yeah, we probably could do that a lot better now. You think so? Yeah, get some cameras here in the pod lounge. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. In the pod spot. Pod spot. We, is McKay going to come in here and do some Reno? Some Reno. Are we just shorting words now? Pod spot. Reno. <laughs> Kyle, you said pod spot. <laughs> Stop with the Kyle. Yeah. My kids call me Kyle all yeah, the time. Dude, it drives me awesome. crazy, and they know it. Yeah. You know what else you get called often, probably? Mrs. Canablo. Because <laughs> oh, the that's Kylie. Funny. You get yeah. It? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a lot of those, a lot of those stories. Yeah. A lot of paying the bill with my credit card and they come back and give it to Teresa. <laughs> that's awesome. My daughter, uh, I don't know if it was kindergarten, first grade, some, something where we didn't know a whole lot of people, didn't know the teacher mm-hmm. either. There is an assumption that Krista had two moms. <laughs> we heard there's this progressive which, family. <laughs> which kind of confused Krista, to be yeah. honest. She didn't get it. So my my daughter once, um, this was a couple of years ago, was telling me about a classmate of hers that had that had two moms. And I, I'm like, I you know, oh, okay, how do I handle this? I mean, she was much younger than she is now even. I'm like, how do I handle this? How do I teach her biblical truth, but also in a way that like teaches her to have grace and that it doesn't excuse loving this, treating this friend any different. Right. But also, but let me teach you what, like, let me teach you what the Bible says. Right. So I'm like racking my brain and like, so I remember she mentioned this on like a Friday night that I had, I had her for the weekend. And over the course of the weekend, I like, I bring it up here and there. And she, she's like, yeah, yeah, two moms, two moms, you know, two mommies, two mommies. So finally I'm like, all right, we, we just need to, you know, I, I don't know, but let, let, we just need to talk about it. Right. Cause I, I do want to, I want to raise my daughter with truth. Right. And we, we have, we have truth, right. And in, in writing and from the Holy spirit. Anyway, so I start to bring it up and start to talk to her about, Hey, they're, you know, people live differently than us. It, you know, here's what the Bible says, but the Bible also says we're, you know, we love people that we're, you know, that we don't treat them any different, all that. And she got a little confused, but seemed to understand. And sure enough, a, a week later, we're having, like, it comes up again in another context. And I was like, like your friend with two moms. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And we talk about it some more. Come to realize, guess, yeah, two moms has... Has a mom and a stepmom because dad remarried. 
<laughs> you get out of so many of those conversations where it's yeah. like once once the accurate yep. truth comes forward, it's yep. like oh, like this cake, was it. cake porn, <laughs> yeah, cake porn. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, hi, Hava. She listens to every episode, I found out. Oh, yeah? She heard that story. Oh. Well, I was afraid. Now you don't have to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, I was <laughs> afraid that she was going to uh, – I was afraid she was going to be upset that I, I told that story about her, but she wasn't. She thought it was funny. Does that bother Does that bother her or any, anybody else Some, in your life? What? Do you ask what you can share? Uh, yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kristen's made it pretty clear. As, as I talk about her now, she's, she's, she's like, yeah, I don't want you, I don't want you talking about me. <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. Who we're talking about now. Yes. Yes. Has made it very clear. Yeah. Also. See, the difference is though, you can say what you want about Teresa. She'll never listen to this. Kristen listens True. to every episode. <laughs> so, hey, <laughs> hey, oh, actually, I, because she doesn't listen to this, she probably wouldn't know, but typically it's on a Saturday night where yeah. she's like, you didn't ask permission to talk yeah, about that. Yeah. And I've, I've actually tonight, I'm probably going to share. A little uh, story about uh, my son, and okay. asked. I asked him last night, yeah, because I need to be better at that. Be respect, respect, yeah, that a little bit better. I, uh, yeah, so, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I ask Hava, but most of the time I just forget. Like it's not like I, I like that. It's that, not intentional. Yeah, that yeah. that 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 cake porn story, your food porn story. Sure. If I thought of it first, I probably would have asked her. Or just not shared it, but I didn't, and I was halfway into the story before I realized, uh, maybe I should ask. Yeah, yeah. So whatever, here we are. So here we are. This is this isn't new for you, Hava. This, <laughs> this is Dad. <laughs> I've been like this your whole life, <laughs> and he's probably not going to change. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. I uh, so uh, a couple years ago, I bought her a skateboard. Well, she wants to get into skateboarding, so we got her this. I think actually, I think my parents got her as this gift, like this, like Walmart skateboard, right? Just to like, yeah, twenty bucks, right, or something. And it's like, well, let's see how serious you are about it. And and anyway, she really, really wanted it. So I went to Rise Skateboards here in town, and I didn't. I had no idea how much skateboards go for, but. Oh, it was a lot more than I planned on spending. What does a skateboard go for? So just the skateboard itself was like a hundred bucks and then to get wheels and stuff. This was like the cheapest one they had. I walked out of there like 130, 140 bucks. Wow. Which, okay. You know what? You're serious about it. You want it. It was a, it was a gift. Uh, and then, uh, and then her mom and I paid for skateboard lessons for her for a summer. She did really well. And, but then, you know, when, you know, when fall, winter comes, not skateboarding and next year is all about gymnastics. And so, so you tried the skateboard? No, God, God, no. <laughs> uh, walking kept, is hard. I kept like, Hava, you sure, you know, and, but every, like, you sure you don't want, you know, we'll pay for lessons again. You know, you're really enjoying them. No, dad, I'm all about gymnastics. So finally at one point I was like, I, I like, I would see the skateboard in my house all the time. And I was, and I would get me so angry. Like, I spent how much money on this? So I, I had a conversation with her. I was like, all right, Hava, here's the deal. Like, you, you know, if you, if you, if you want it, you can use it. But if not, like, I'm going to sell this thing because I, you know, what's the point? Right. And we had a short you conversation. You don't think she would come back to it? Like, she was like, I'm done. Try and, something. And really, yeah, it, like, she's a kid. Every they don't time, know. every time I walk by it, my blood would boil. I'm like, I that seems like a you issue. That is a skateboard issue. So I told, and I, I was honest with her. I was like, you know, 
I was like, if, you know, if one day you want to get back into it, fine. You know, but anyway, we, so we had this conversation. So she's like, oh, no, just sell it, dad. Just, you know, I don't want it anymore. I was like, okay. So uh, I posted it uh, at work. We have this like message board. So I posted it, but instead of posting it, I, I just like recounted our conversation. <laughs> and I was like, me, Hava, are you sure you don't want this? You know, like a script, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Hava like, no dad, just go ahead and sell it. I'm into gymnastics now. So I put this whole script and I ended it with exactly the way our conversation ended saying like, Hava, I'm going to tell everyone about this conversation. Then, you know, Hava, oh, dad, don't do that. That's embarrassing. <laughs> you know, me, well, I'm going to do it anyways. Everyone's going to know. <laughs> it's like, oh, dad. <laughs> You're so creative. That's me. So creative. So. Anyways. Today. Here we are. Here we are. I thought it'd be fun to just uh ask some questions. Sure. Not necessarily like interview style necessarily, okay. but just like, I don't know, ask questions. Okay. So maybe start us on a discussion. Okay. Are you ready? You want to go first? You want me to go first? Why don't you go first? All right. Because I got to look up my questions. So Chris, Christopher, mm. Mr. Ishak. That's me. What is something in your life? What is an area that you feel like you judge others pretty harshly on that you have the same issue that you don't uh, uh, judge you're not as convicted in your own life about why do you uh, dude i'm you know i, I, I thought, thought we this were, is what we were doing i thought we were friends <laughs> <laughs> maybe we won't be after you answer this question <laughs> um Are mine going to be this difficult? You know, Kylie. <laughs> I'm getting better at it. I've gotten better at well, it. That, the whole point I know, is I'm, I'm life trying to, is that. I know. I'm, I know. And I'm trying to justify it's a, it. Yeah, no, it's cool. Rule breaking. I... I used to be a big rule breaker. I used to be a major rule breaker. And then spent time in rehab where I, you know, God was so good to me to show me where that rebellion came from and comes from and help, helped me help change my mind about rules. First his. And then also, but other ones around me, right? Traffic rules, yeah. rules in the grocery store, you know, no, no customer past this point, you know, like that's for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I used to be like. So fast forward now, this season, I'm super, super critical of other people when they don't follow the rules. I'm really judgmental. So whatever that is, trying to cut in line, traffic law, other than speeding, right? Let's just, let's just not even consider that law. <laughs> uh, Suggestion. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, doing, doing things not the way they're proscribed to be done. I get, I get, I get really critical of people. But when I do it, which 
I will say, because of what God's done to me, isn't a lot. There's not a lot. I really try. I try really hard to follow the rules. But when I don't, when I have to go to the the back section of a of a grocery store to find someone to help me, right? Even though it says oh, no customers past this point, right? Or whatever. It's really easy for me to justify it. Mm. It's really easy for me to say, oh, well, uh, that here's why I'm doing it. You know, and speaking of Kristen, <laughs> you know, Kristen, when we're driving, she gets me with that all the time. It's like, I'll see someone just doing, doing something that I would, I would say is, is stupid, right? So whatever, they're going the wrong way down a one way street or, you know, they're trying to avoid a pothole. So in, in, in order to avoid the pothole, they literally drive in the oncoming lane of traffic, right? When if you just have to move a little bit to, right? And I, and I, and I get all, oh, I can't believe this, you know, or they're tailing me or something. And like, oh, what's this guy's problem? And Kristen's really quick to be like, Chris, you have no, you have no idea what's going on. You have no idea what's going on in their lives. And she's, I mean, she's absolutely right. But in my life, I know what's going on. So it's easy for me to, excuse a behavior like that oh well you know what last time last time i was on this road that pothole was bigger than i remember and so you know let me yeah let me let me really really avoid it but if i see someone else doing i'm like oh you idiot why do you have to get in the oncoming lane i learned that makes sense yeah for sure i i learned that um uh in our journey with CJ and I would have to come home quickly and think mm. because things were going poorly at the house. Yeah. And I remember just flying down a couple of highways and, you know, in and out of traffic and, uh, passing very quickly. And like, I had to look like I was, I mean, like your house is on fire. I mean, that's yeah. how it felt. Yeah. <clears throat> and so you're doing everything that it took. And, and, in some of those moments, I recognized that exact same thing. Like now when people are doing weird stuff traffic wise or, you know, it's like uh, nobody that I flew around knew where I was headed or that I was just being a jerk or, yeah, yeah. you know, my house was on fire or whatever. And so, yeah, God definitely tampered that. And I, now that some of my kids are getting their license, you know, oh, it's like, oh man, they've watched me drive and do things that yeah. I shouldn't do. And so, yeah, you know, for me, I think the, I ask people, especially lately, very often, what's the, you know, when people come with a, a situation or something that's going on in their life, what's the lie that you're believing and what's the truth that you, you know, the truth that God has has told us, told you. And I think, man, I, I tell people to wrestle with those questions, mm. answer those questions very quickly. And man, I, as you and I talked this morning, like uh, I, you know, I can get into a spot where I'm not asking myself those same questions. It's mm. easier to just muddle around in the lies, yeah. you know, and try to figure it out or try to yeah. make it better. And it's like, Oh no, I'm just believing this lie of the enemy of my flesh of the world, as opposed to what God has told me is true. Yeah. It's it's amazing what perspective does. Yeah. You know, uh, how 
Man, you could, I mean, you can be the world's best counselor <laughs> or therapist <laughs> or advice giver, you know, but when it comes to ourselves, sometimes we, yeah, we can't see it. Yeah. We're so, whatever it is, we're consumed, we're naive or choose to be, you know, yeah, that, that was always my issue was, you know, well, ignorance is best. So or ignorance is bliss. So I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore it. Right. And like, and not see truth uh, because it was just easier. Yeah. You know, and we're really good as uh, we're really good human wise, right? We're really good at like rationalizing our own behavior and justifying our behavior. Yeah. We're great. We're fantastic at that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there you go. So, That's well, good. thanks. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Well, I mean, it's just who we are. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. What do you, uh, right now, what are you most fearful of? Hmm. Not flies. Cause you have the, I got my salt gun, a salt gun. Wow. We should have prepared. I wish I had a list of these questions. I think we didn't do it on we didn't do it on purpose. What am I most fearful of? I don't know if this is the most fearful thing, but this is the most current. Sure. Yeah. This is the most current thing. I'm gonna be vulnerable for a minute. Yeah. Not not like I'm it's kinda of why we're here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at this place as a father. With Havana, my daughter. And Hava, if you're listening, this isn't anything I haven't told you. <laughs> We've, we literally talked about this a few weeks ago and I admitted this to her. Of seeing whether it was my own experience or seeing it in so many peers, seeing the way they were brought up in Christianity, that stuff was forced on them. When they had no interest or a, or religion and tradition were forced on them just for that, right? And so they, at as they became older, they became more fill in the blank, more jaded, more cynical, more rebellious, like whatever it was, it was, oh no, I don't want that. And, and you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about this like, deconstruction thing you know those are the kids who who as soon as they were old enough stopped growing going to church and would oh i still have a relationship with jesus but i don't go to church right or, or whatever really have no relationship with jesus who you know go off to go out go off to college and just man yeah, just right. go off the deep end partying right. and stuff like that and so be, so because of that and in the name of that and aware of that i've been as hands-off as i could mm. without compromising truth Right. But I've never, I've never forced anything on my daughter with, when it comes to faith. Uh, I mean, trust me, it's, we've talked about it. She, she knows what it is. She's seen me pray. She's seen me worship. She's seen me read, but we've never, I've never included her in those things other than like, Hey, you know what? We're going to, Hey, we're going to pray for uncle so-and-so or whatever. Do you want to pray or do you just want to hear me pray? She's like, oh, no, I don't want to pray. It's like, all right, well, let's leave it at that, right? So anyway, my point is, so she's 10 and 
she knows she knows Bible stories. She knows a lot of biblical principles and things like that. But I'm fearful that that I didn't, I haven't given her a good enough foundation. That in my attempt to not force anything down her throat, that I'm fearful that the pendulum went the other direction, that I'm in the other gutter. And so, yeah, that's, so I'm trying this year, and this is why Havana and I have talked about it recently. I told her, I said, I'm really, I'm really trying this year to be intentional about that. And it might be awkward and it might be uncomfortable. And, you know, a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago we had, uh, we had journal day where uh, I threw on streetlights. If you don't know what streetlights is, uh, it's an app that you can get on your phone. It's free. And it has the Bible, I think an NIV version of it. So, uh, not so, like spoken, spoken word over, over like hip hop beats. It's super anointed. It's very, very cool. And I listen to it. That, that I want right now. It's like the, it's probably the number one way that I intake the Bible. And I, I can just listen to it for hours. Oh. It's re, it's so anointed. Anyways, so I just threw it on. I said, hey, we're going to set a timer for 30 minutes, and we're just going to journal. Like, I'll do it on my own. You do it on your own. We never, we don't have to share anything with each other if we don't want to, you know, but I want you to just talk to God for five and then spend 25 minutes journaling about whatever, whatever you want. If you want to, if you want to journal to him, if you want to hear him and journal for you, like whatever you want, you know. And it was awkward. It absolutely was, but it, it ended in a good place. And, you know, but anyway, my point is I'm just trying to be, yeah, that's what I'm, you asked, you asked, what am I fearful of right now? That's it. That in an attempt to not force anything down her throat, I was two hands off when it came to my daughter and her faith and how to practice it and exercise it and live it. That's my fear. It's mm. good. It's good. Yeah. How about you? Since you asked me such a loaded question. Yeah. <coughs> it's 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 nice to have time to actually come up with an answer when you ask first. Uh you know, I, as I think from a ministry perspective, um it's being alone, fearful of uh, people leaving, of feeling like you're—I shouldn't say you're—feeling like I'm, uh, yeah, like you're like alone. Just creates a, a, a bunch of uncertainty, probably insecurity. Um, I think the biggest one, I mean, in general, I think for most people, there might be a foundation of this not having control. Uh, but my, uh, so maybe it's out of there. I haven't had, I haven't really processed through and, and thought through, but I think by and large over the last, I don't know, five years, 10 years, maybe longer, a sense of being, in, being inadequate. 
not being enough, whether it's, I mean, stuff you just talked about that you're doing with Havana and being intentional, um, just, just not being enough, I, being inadequate, having that, that, that fear of inadequacy for other people, mm. um, is something that just really, I don't want to say, I don't want to say haunts me. Like we're, we're kind of, this is kind of a, a, maybe a, a bleak segment. <laughs> we need to find some cheerier questions, but yeah, I, I, it, it just kind of stinks to feel that way. Mm. You know, that's probably one of the biggest wrestles of just feeling like you're not enough. Which again, back to the lie and truth, like I, I wasn't created to be enough for myself or anyone else, right? Like mm. my identity is secure in him, but there's still the emotions and feelings that we feel here as we, um, as we journey through. Raising a family, being a husband, leading ministry, uh, all the things of life where, you know, am I, am I doing any of this right? Is any of this enough, you know, is there more I could or should be doing and, mm. you know, balancing that with, you know, burnout or exhaustion or fatigue or, you know, like taking care of yourself and self-care and all, you know, all that stuff where that wrestle becomes pretty heavy at yeah. times. But yeah. that's, that's probably the fear that I don't want to say controls my life. It doesn't control my life, but it's probably the most prevalent in my life. Yeah. 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 Internally. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder, I wonder how many, <laughs> you know, and, in the name of answering that question of am I alone, I wonder how many pastors struggle with that very thing, you know? How many ministry leaders and pastors have those have that same fear? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't yeah, I don't know either. I'm just wondering. Cuz you, you you know, you you with a being a a pastor, being a having a shepherd's heart, caring about people, like well, I think on the last episode I said you know, my son said, what, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Like there is this continual, and I, this, I'm not saying this is a pity party and you understand this, but there's this constant weight of all these people that you want to connect with and shoot a text to and encourage and, and care about the people that you haven't seen or that are walking through hardship of whatever kind or, uh, and so there's that, that constant heaviness um and mm. and and so out of that comes the feeling of is is it enough are you yeah. letting people down are people not are people not uh feeling like they're getting what they need from you sort of deal so. i i do have a perfect solution to how to handle like all those people you want to reach out to I i'll just tell you yeah. i'll say how i handle it okay you just don't. <laughs> you just don't <laughs> until you run into them at like Kroger or a church event or something. Yeah. And then you just, oh man, I've been thinking of you. I've been meaning to reach out <laughs> and I'm sorry that I didn't because they don't believe you. And, uh, that's usually how I, that's usually how I handle those. And, uh, it's gone really well for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, w- I mean, I wish, I wish there were elements that were really yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being a little, being a little tongue in cheek, yeah, if, uh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Ministry's hard. I don't. Again, I'm not saying that as a pity party. We're joining in with your ears or anything. Well, not that you're, you know, I know you're not having. No, one, but yeah. Ministry is hard. But it's also like it's beautiful. Know, yeah, I was saying you're stepping into into a call, just like anything, right? You're stepping into a calling. Well, that's the. I mean, I've had that conversation several times in the last week or so mm-hmm. of describing what it, our last, the last four years of our life has been like with mm-hmm. you know foster yeah. care and adoption. Yeah. Like it has sucked, and it has been hard, and it has been difficult, and and. It has been beautiful and it has been awesome yep. and God has matured and grown all of us through all of it. And it's, it's incredible. And, and it's, it's that weird dynamic of like, it's both, you know? And, and I, it has to be right. Like you, it, it can't be that great unless it has the potential mm. to be that bad. Something about the way God designed that. I think it's, I think I, I know I quote him a lot, but I think it's C.S. Lewis. Who talks about something, uh, something's ability to bring joy in your life is directly correlated to its ability to bring like sorrow and sadness. And mm. so he talks about like a rock. A rock really can't make anyone really that happy, <laughs> but also can't really like make anyone that sad either. And then he talks about like a cow, a cow. Yeah, it can make you like happier than a rock, but it can't like ruin your day. And he talks about a, a pet dog or cat. Well, 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 cat and then dog, right? Like, <laughs> as the ability to make you a dog, right? I mean, geez, I remember, oh my gosh, I remember as clear as day, the first time I ever came home to a waiting dog. Nothing makes you feel like a million bucks. Right, right. Right? But I can also tell you when that same dog, you know, ruined like four doggy gates that I bought in a week, you know, like, and I was pissed, right? You know, and so... Yeah, and then and then he ends it ultimately with a child, right? Has the ability to to give you great sorrow in your life, <laughs> greater than a dog or a cow or any of those, but but also like the ability to bring you more fulfillment and joy. Yeah, and those two things are absolutely right. And I, and I used to I used to have a mentor who would say who would say it like this. Ah, uh, now I can't remember how she said it. Actually, now that I think about it, it was a different context. But well, let's still let's still uh, make it apply. <laughs> no, but she, but she used to say it like this. She would say, "As you like, you can you can only impact people with as much as you're willing to be vulnerable to them." Mm. That like you, there's this this too, like you you have to open yourself up. To the potential of sure. terrible things, right, right, in order to have the other side of it. Yeah, I've yeah, heard, you, yeah, I, you've absolutely witnessed that. I think I've heard that in in context with dark and light. Like, yeah, yeah there's yeah. no reason to bring light unless there's, there's not yeah darkness. That's fair. That's fair. You know, yeah. So, yeah, just journeying on and trusting yeah. the Lord in all of it for sure. Yeah. Hmm. What are you excited about? in the future coming for you or in general? A lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things. I, I made the comment to you before. Uh, I'll say it. I'll say it on the recording now, you know, that I'm, 
I'm not that kind of guy who's, you know, when everything's going well, like, you know, you hear those people who are like, oh, everything's going so well. Oh, I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop. Right. You know, like a doomsday or I'm not that kind of person I've never been and I hope I never be. But if I were right now, I would be waiting for the shoe to drop just because things are, are going, you know, just, just, there's a lot to be excited about. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, work, socially, you know, relationships, ministry. There's a, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of good things. A lot of good things. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. One of the questions I had for you. Yeah. As someone who, transitioned into ministry a little later in life, right? You had a whole, you had a whole career, right? You know, a whole family and a career. Well, most of your family, some half of your kids <laughs> before you had the, <laughs> the others after ministry, mm-hmm. right? But <coughs> excuse me. But then again, it's not been that long, right? You've been in ministry, full-time ministry now, what? Eight years, six years, 2000 fall of 15. Okay, so about six years. I did bi- bipolar. I did bivocational <laughs> till the summer of six. You went both ways. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was that? The question? No. Oh, okay. After this, we've got to get into some like lighthearted ones because these are all heavy. <laughs> oh, I didn't know this was going to be heavy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have there been any dreams that you've had for ministry? Anything that you're like, oh, I want to do that. Or this is something I want to do for the Lord. That you've you've let fall away. Or that you've forgotten about. It's a good question. It's a sucky question. I'd hate to be asked it. I think there will maybe be an answer as I talk. Okay. <laughs> uh, Go for it. We got time. Process. We're 34 minutes in. We got plenty of time. You know, I, from the very beginning, um, from the very beginning of feeling like there was some sort of calling to ministry, whether it was um, frustration with uh, the system of the church uh, to leading missions trips, to entering into being a part of this church body just as a member, uh, to being called into leading here. My, my heart has been for simplicity and for passion and for health. A healthy body of people that are passionate about Jesus and in doing it in a simple way. Like what's the simple, let's not add a bunch of stuff to the gospel, to gathering together. Um, dreams, big things. I feel like I've ebbed and flowed through mm. from the perspective of, um, probably internally having some desire whether it's personally, whether it's as a church body, uh, and then also feeling from the Lord or being reminded that 
hey, simple, mm. small, tender, intimate, because I'm a party guy, right? Like I want to, hey, it'd be awesome to have 200 people here every Saturday night. Mm. Let's all, all this stuff. And then I also recognize that like, that's not what God's called us to. And if God wants to do, that's not what God's called us to right now. And if he wants to build his church, if he wants to grow the church, that's on him. That's not on me. Okay. My, my role is to be faithful and obedient. And to continue to provide a healthy environment and culture for people to grow and mature in their faith, faith and faithfulness to God and to others. Okay. And so, I mean, do I mm. wish that this, do I wish that there was a coffee shop here that was op- reopened and flourishing with people throughout the day? Yeah. Is that something that I feel like God's called me to lead? No. Um, so no, like, no, not, mm. not big program thing. Yeah, not, yeah. I'm not chasing 200 people or 500 people or a, a, a speaking tour or like just to be faithful with what's in front of me. I think if I, to be honest, I think if, tell me if this is prideful. I think if more people of faith were just, open, it's prideful. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> following Jesus for jerks. <laughs> if more people, if more people that are followers of Jesus were obedient to what is in front of them, mm. which might be the person walking on the side of the road that you stop and offer them a ride, like all of the stuff, like the the simple things that are in front of us, I think. I think this faith that we have would flourish in a different way as opposed to chasing something, uh, chasing big, chasing something that, you know, puts us on a platform. Yeah. I think that, you know, if we're, if we're just doing the things that God's called us to do, I think that's the dream that I had is just a, group of people that are passionate about Jesus and that are doing what he's called us to do. Yeah. And maybe that's not in a programmatic way. Maybe that's not here in this building all the time, but like stepping into those spaces in our day to day. So I don't know if there's big dreams that I had necessarily of more than that. And it's really hard to be honest, to, to not chase those things because everything in the world and even like we talked about everything in a lot of church culture yeah. tells us that that's what we should be chasing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Last one. Okay. This is an important one. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm nervous. Would you rather? Uh oh. Would you rather speak out of your butt? Oh my gosh. Or be the only person on the planet. Hold on, hold on. Some people say I already speak out of my mouth. <laughs> Touche. I'm sorry. What was that? Or, or speak out of your butt. Or be the only person on the planet who didn't speak out of your butt. Uh, where do you come up with these? Internet. You're, there's. <laughs> we need to have a talk after this. <laughs> Well, huh? 
That's okay. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's all I want. Thinking about it from a general perspective. Right, what other perspectives are there? Uh, specific ones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> okay. First, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, church answer. Okay. Whatever God wants. Whatever God's will is for my. <laughs> okay. I'm. I'm a. <laughs> I, I I always want to be. I always want to be part of. I always want to fit in. Yeah. My life has been trying to fit in. So I would say I would not want to be the only one. No matter what you do, you'll be the only one. Oh, shoot. Yo, that's right. Well, you've trapped me into a corner all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. I suppose. There are a lot of questions here. Like. Yeah, let's explore this. Like. (laughs) uh, It's going to get graphic. I. Yeah. Like. Right now, we speak and eat through the same hole in our face. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to talk out of my mouth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of. But what health, about what about when health issues? Everyone else is talking out of their butts. Well, you'll be. You, wow, you will not be fitting in. But I look at that be, mouth. Look I, at that. Look at that mouth talker. <laughs> <laughs> mouth breather. <laughs> Both. Oh, we'd have to change the position of these microphones for sure. <laughs> we wouldn't be sitting on couches. We'd be laying down on uh, our bellies. <laughs> we should try that next time. We should lay down. Mike's by, Mike's by our butts? No, 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 no. Well, we should oh, sure down. is breezy today. <laughs> okay, we're done. We're done. Yeah. We're so sorry for the way that ended. Chris Listeners, is sorry. I didn't. I, I, we didn't clearly. Look, there you're was the no one who, review. You're the one who chose mouth over butt. I just thought we were having a normal conversation <laughs> about normal questions. No, we got heavy. We did. It was it was good. You I asked hope. me about like fear fears and stuff. Where do you get off? It's a podcast about vulnerability, shoot, and humility. <laughs> who came up with that? You, <laughs> jerk. Well, thanks for thanks for. You know, bearing bearing with us, listener. This is well, we're probably down to one. <laughs> <laughs> should you use should you use bearing down as we just got ta- done talking about? Forget it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> love y'all. Yeah, we'll see you next week with a better podcast, <laughs> a butter podcast. Peace. <laughs> 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 <laughs>